Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. No matter how much we believe we're using rational, objective thinking in our decision-making, the opposite is often the case. Expectations significantly influence our behaviour, insists behavioural specialist Bree Williams. And so, while managing staff or dealing with customers, it's important to understand their perspective and how they perceive things. She uses an academic study on golf as an example of how numbers can influence people and anchor their behaviour. Bree is explaining to Chris Ashmore. Researchers were interested in a quirk of the US open golf system. I don't watch golf. I don't know anything about golf. But the short story was a same hole on a course in one year was rated a par five and in one year it was rated a par four. So you only get four strokes to get the ball in the cup versus five. Nothing had changed about the hole. What changed was the golfer's behavior. When the hole was rated a par four, the golfers took fewer strokes because they knew if they went over four strokes, they would be penalised, they'd be overshoot, whatever the terminology is. When the hole was a par five, they tended to take more strokes because they could relax a little bit. This was a fascinating study in professional elite athletes being changed by the psychology of the expectation. When the hole was a par four, they behaved differently than that same hole when it was rated a par five. So this has implications for how we structure expectations in our business. How so? Firstly, why is this happening? So turns out golfers are human too. Who knew? But golfers, these professional athletes, are just as prone to psychology as the rest of us. The key principle here is one called loss aversion. People are more worried about what they have to lose than what they have to gain. So in this case, they were more concerned about overshooting a par four, and so they used fewer strokes when it was rated a par four because anything above that, they would be losing. When it was a par five, they didn't have that stress of losing. They had more wiggle room, and so their behavior changed. Another example from the sporting field is, for instance, tennis. The difference between a first and a second serve. The first serve, the stakes are you just can hit it as hard and close to the line as you like because if you miss it, you get a do-over. The second serve, the stakes have changed. This time, if you hit it out, you lose the point. Loss aversion means that we are more prone to rein in our performance and not want to press for the win because we're more concerned about what we have to lose. I'm not going to hit that second serve really hard and fast because the stakes have changed and I might miss the point. Mazars is an international audit, tax and advisory firm committed to helping clients confidently build and grow their businesses. Move forward with Mazars. Visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S I suppose in a business context, it's the way we think about what we're doing. If we're too worried about failing, we don't perhaps perform as well as we could, whether that's doing a presentation or picking up the phone, making a sales call, all those kinds of things. Would that be fair to say? 
That is the dirty little secret that happens in most businesses. We think that people always want to go for the win, that they always want to achieve, when in actual fact, most of the time, they're more frightened of extending themselves because they risk failing. And so that goes for customers. If we're talking to a customer about shifting from the incumbent that they're with to us, well, the devil may be better to know. So the one that they're working with might not be the best, but at least they don't fear moving to the unknown and working with us. So that's something we need to overcome. And with staff, yes, we might be telling them that they need to behave differently or up their game or put their hand up for promotions and things. But what might be holding them back is a fear of, well, what if I do and it ruins my credibility in the process? So we need to be careful about how we frame expectations. The flip side, as the golf study showed us, that we do try harder when the expectation is that something is difficult. Now, in business, we often say, oh, it's simple, just click here, or it's it's a simple thing to do. It's very, very easy. Well, that might be setting people up for failure because <laughs> they won't try as hard because they think it's easy. So sometimes it can be useful to say, look, this is a pretty challenging process that I want you to, for instance, a staff member, I want you to put your hand up for, but I'll support you in that. And they will probably try much harder than if you'd said, look, this is a doddle, very easy for you to do. So we have to be careful about how we're framing those expectations. Maybe that's the rationale behind some of the forms we got to fill out when we sign up for something because it can be pretty bloody difficult. <laughs> that's a separate issue, Chris, where businesses make things needlessly frictionful rather than frictionless. That that can really get in the way of people moving forward. But I think innate in people is a desire to progress and grow. Counter to that, though, is this fear of what we have to lose if we don't achieve it. So that's the balancing act that we have to strike as business owners, business leaders. It's we want to help people extend themselves, but also feel comfortable that if they do try, it's okay. We've got their back. Well, if we can use that golf analogy again, if the hole is a par four, we'll make more of an effort to get that ball in the hole in four strokes. If it's par five, perhaps not as much effort. Likewise, if we have a higher goal in our business, we'll bust more of a gut to try to achieve it and perhaps succeed, whereas a lower goal is more easily doable, but we'll just stop there and perhaps we won't bother trying to exceed that goal. That's always the challenge when we are setting these targets. It's what is the stretch goal? Because you're right, I call it numbers being magnetic. We tend to attach ourselves to an expectation, particularly if it's expressed in numbers. And anchoring is the reason behind that. So we become anchored to a particular form of information and we gravitate towards that. So one thing businesses can do, for instance, is instead of limiting a particular product on sale to only five per person, if you up that limit to a 10 per person limit, we're going to sell more because people will be magnetically attracted to the 10 rather than the five and very much with revenue targets. The challenge, of course, is that we go for the stretch target, we don't meet it, and then everyone's a little bit demotivated. So we need to have a sensible stretch in there to make sure that people are magnetically drawn to the higher number, but also not set up to fail. That was behavioural specialist Bree Williams. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast. 
Producers are Nick Schildberger, Chris Ashmore, Jeff Waters and myself. Technical production by Pete Letts. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more Bee Daily next week. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.